1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Chuck Fletcher. Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick. Hi, this is Travis Sannheim. Hi, I'm Joel Faraby. Hi, this is Derek Broussard.
1: Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Snow the Goalie.
0: Welcome to Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast, the People's podcast, the Players podcast, the Prognosticators podcast, the Pedialyte podcast, the Pampers podcast, the only Flyers podcast. I'm Russ Joy. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy on Broad. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Magic himself, Anthony Sanfilippo, who you can find on Twitter at Ansanfilly. Anthony, it has been one heck of a day for your team, your town, your Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I don't even know where to start. We, we started the day talking about could the Flyers trade for Alex Debrinket. Uh There had been a lot, of, a lot of smoke there. We did a little bit of efforting. The Flyers were involved at least uh, a little bit. Um, they don't make a deal. We go into this draft thinking that it's highly unlikely that they're going to make the pick at number five. And then as the draft neared, it felt like, man, they're, they're actually going to make the pick, and they did. So we have a lot to get into. I, I want to know from your standpoint – Um, did this play out the way that you expected it to today? Not at all. Did the Flyers picking at number five, no no trade, nothing big, the aggressive retool apparently has not started
1: yet. Are you surprised? Um, I'm a little surprised uh, at how it went. Um, I I, I really didn't think that the Flyers were going to pick here, Um, and I did think that there was an opportunity for them to uh, move the pick Um, in in some capacity um, and do something, you know, unique and different um, and Mm -hmm. and to get the fans excited for for this season. Um, But they didn't. They stood pat. They held on to number five, and they drafted Cutter Gauthier, um, who is a a real interesting selection at number five. And uh, we'll get into him and and talk about him a little bit. I um, uh, checked in with a non-Flyer scout about him and got some interesting details. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, I was surprised. Let's put it that way. I just – I didn't think they were picking at five. I thought they were either using the pick as part of a trade for something else or for going – Uh, Going back maybe drop you know move back in the draft and pick up an extra asset. I thought one of those things was going to happen and it Mm -hmm. didn't so uh, so Yes, I consider me surprised that they selected at number five
0: It um, I I don't I don't want to sound like an alarmist and I know that you know You and I kind of went back and forth today on the way that I handled myself because you and I don't agree on how we go about reacting to these things but you and I had talked at length about the fact that it is so rare for a 24-year-old 40-plus goal scorer mm-hmm. to come on the market, and the Flyers actually had some assets. Now, whether you want to say they were the most attractive assets on the market, you can make that case. You could choose not to make that case. That ultimately doesn't matter. But when you see the the trade play out the way that it did, it sure felt like a missed opportunity for the Philadelphia Flyers. And my my issue, I think was that it just felt like um, one of those moments where you need to go in on a player. And when he's right there for you, relatively cap-controlled, I'd say for a year, there is certainly uncertainty about next season and beyond. You have a chance here to build a team, coached by John Tortorella, that should theoretically be able to turn things around in a year or so, And if Philadelphia is this great sports town and it's a great organization and you think that you can sell free agents, you should be willing at some point to take a splurge, to to take the plunge if you can, and go out and make a big move to potentially bring in what could be a sort of cornerstone of your team moving forward. And scared decision makers don't end up winning Stanley Cup's. And it felt like a missed opportunity. And then to see what DeBrinket got traded for—the seventh overall pick, the thirty-ninth overall pick in this draft—so a second-round pick, and what was it? A is it a third next year? A third. In in next year's in
1: 2024.
0: draft. Twenty twenty-four. Tw- or in twenty-four, that's not a haul. There, there's no reason that the Flyers could not have gotten involved. Okay,
1: so they, well, first of all, the Flyers were involved. They just didn't. They pulled the plug on it. Um, once Chicago insisted on getting pick number five overall in this draft. Mm-hmm. And I think on the surface, Russ, I think when you look at it, could the Flyers have put together a package that was better than what Ottawa put together to get the Brinket? They absolutely could have. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't have the second-round pick this year, but I'm sure that Chicago would have taken a, a prospect, a player, yeah. an existing prospect, um, rather than a, that second-round pick in, in exchange. So – in that regard, are we talking like an Igor Zamula? Can you give people an idea of like what, has, what level probably, of prospect it, it are we it talking to be about? A little bit better than that. I mean, you, you know, you're not giving them uh, two picks in this draft, but obviously you don't want to give them a first round talent. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Does maybe like oh maybe like a, maybe like a um, it might have been had to be it might have had to be the fifth pick, Bobby Brink, and a third rounder in twenty four. I mean, that's okay. if we're trying to be fair, and Bobby Brink was a second-round pick, right? I mean, so that's kind of the equivalent to the second-round pick. Um, that, that probably is what it would have taken. And Go if ahead. you're asking me just, you know, very blanket statement, would you trade the fifth overall pick in this draft, Bobby Brink, and a third-rounder in 2024 for Alex to it, I would say yes. I would make that trade. That being said, I, I think that there's more to this as to why they didn't do it and when you kind of look at it and, and, you, and you see from what other teams have now been saying about the situation with the Brinkett, I, I, I think it probably might have been, and this is why I think the price came as far down as it did um, and Chicago had to settle for what they settled for, is there is a real belief, and again, probably talking to the agent, not necessarily the player, but talking to the, the agent, that your qualifying offer of nine million dollars for him as a restricted free agent is what you're looking at. Yeah. And then beyond that, he would want to test on test free agency because he feels like he can earn more. So you now have to make a commitment to not only nine million six oh so six and a half this year, nine million next year, and then beyond that you have to come up with a contract that is long enough and, and pricey enough to keep him here because he's going to chase the money. And I think that's where, and when you say, you know, I know you put out there, you know, oh, you know, Chuck was scared that he was going to lose him. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't want to give up the assets that it would take to get a player like that. And then in two years, well, first of all, figure out a way you got to squeeze in $9 million next year. And then two years from now, even if you were willing to offer 10 and a half, right? Let's just say roughly that's what it would be. Um, and you say maybe, you know, you're willing to give him like, you know, six years at 60-some at million dollars. And he says, eh, I'll go somewhere else. Then it's almost like it was like, well, you know. And, and, and there's no guarantee without the, with the um, lack of talent that's here now. That it puts up those kind of numbers over the course of the next two years, so that which is all the more reason why he might say, "All right, I might want to, I might want to go test that free agency." It's not like you're bringing him in here and you're, you have a Matthew Kachuk and a, and, a, and uh, Elias Lindholm uh, readily available to turn, you know, you, know, you know, to make him into a Johnny Gaudreau, 115 point scorer, right? It's not like yeah. you. It's not like you have, um, uh, you know, Patrick Kane feeding him the puck. Uh, on on his, on every shift, that kind of thing. So those kind of players aren't here, and that's not to say he couldn't still score 35, 40 goals. He certainly could, certainly could, but there's not a it, it's less of a guarantee. And so that's why I think that you you worry that the player might not want to stick around beyond the contract terms that he has.
0: So then let me ask this because this is where I got annoyed. Okay, there are a lot of people right now who seem to be of the thought that um you can just go out. And, and say that if, if you're skeptical that Ticket can score 35 goals or 40 goals uh, with this team, even though he's done it multiple times, and yes, he, he has played with a great center, right? A lot of these people will then turn around and say, well, you know what? Johnny Gaudreau is a great signing for the Flyers. He'll be an excellent signing for the Flyers. Won't be. There are a few reasons why. But there's like cognitive dissonance in believing that the guy who's the better proven goal scorer in Brinkett, who's had multiple 40 goal seasons, he can't get it done. He can't put the puck back of the net, but I'm supposed to believe that Johnny Gaudreau, who had a fantastic season last year following two, like kind of okay seasons. I'm supposed to believe that that guy is going to be able to pot 30, 35 goals and also live up to a contract that's, Probably nine million or more a year. And Russ, you're, you're, Are, they're you're different not, players. They're, they're not, different players, wrong, and wrong. I get
1: that. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But but let me let me just put it to you this way. Okay. Um, Johnny Gaudreau, if he wants, if he signs here, he signs here because he wants to be here, and he signs here because he wants to be here for the remainder of his career. Probably. I mean, you're probably looking at. You know, depending on if the flyers were, let's say, to trade for his rights prior to free agency, they can can offer him an eighth year. If not, right, you're looking at seven years. Okay, fine, whatever. But you're looking towards the end of his career. And so you're looking at a guy who wants to be here for that money, for that length of time. Whether or not you sit there and say, can he produce those numbers, we can have that argument from now till, you know, doomsday and and, and not know the answer until we actually watch it happen. But the difference is, is that at least you know Johnny Gaudreau is going to be here and be here for that term. What you don't know with DeBrinckit is if he's going to be here beyond two seasons. And I think that's where the difference lies between the two. Right? You just don't know if he wants to be here. And here's the other problem. If you go and get DeBrinckit, let's say you did. Let's say that they, they made that offer and made the trade and they got him and they brought him in and... You know, do it your way. Let's figure it out down the road. Let's, you know, we'll cross our fingers. We'll get this contract done. Um, if you do that, you're not getting Johnny because they play the same position. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're not, you're not signing both DeBrinket and Goudreau. They might have been interested in both. And maybe they, you know, they kind of, like, let's see which one we can get or which one we have a better chance of getting. And I think they probably, when they backed out of DeBrinket. I'm betting it's because they feel like they have a better chance of getting Gaudreau at this point. Mm -hmm. And if we, if you, if you ask me, and this could be a completely separate question, if you ask me, is signing Johnny Gaudreau the thing that this team needs to do? I'll tell you, it's not. Like I, I, I mean, I like the player. I think the fans would go crazy. Local boy comes home, it would sell tickets. He'd be good. He's not going to be a Hart Trophy candidate here, at least not right away. I mean, maybe maybe a couple of years from now, if you have players that come in and, and can play with him. But, I mean, you're going to play if – you, if you bring in Johnny Gaudreau, he's going to play – or Debrinket, Even Either one. They're playing with Couturier as their center, which is fine. And who's on the other side? Konechny? Tippett? Like, I mean – those guys are okay, but they're not, they're not going to make that line like hum enough to get a 100-point you know, season out of it. So that's the point. Like, like I'm not certain that those are the types of players that the Flyers should be focusing on at this point. They are in the sense of, we need to get butts in seats, which is why up, your tweet today... Was also interesting about Tyler D'Angelo. Uh, uh, Tyler D'Angelo, not Tyler D'Angelo. Tony. Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo. Not
0: the NXT wrestler. I, no, I know man. a guy.
1: I know a guy. It's funny. It's, it's funny as hell. Like I, I play softball with a guy named Tyler D'Angelo. Oh so God. that's why. That's that's why the name comes out. He's. I'm sure he's going to. Are listen they this related? Episode of, no, is that fair to ask if they're related? No, they're yeah. not, it's they okay. not. different spelling. They, this okay. is okay. Our, my guy's D'Angelo has the apostrophe. Tony D'Angelo's got the de. Angelo. Um, anyway. Point being, like if you're so your report that they're interested in D'Angelo, which they've been interested in him in the past, like if, if those, those are the players that you're, that you're bringing, there's you know, like that's what I'm saying, like you can't bring in all of that, you can only do so much. So the Flyers identified a position and say, okay, left wing, it's either or, and maybe they feel like they have a better chance with control. I don't think it's the right fit long term. Okay. I think it's okay. It's, fine. it's not a bad signing. It wouldn't be a bad signing. I don't think it's the game changer that a lot of other people will think it is. Um, but that's, so, but that's, so that's the reason. I mean, that's why you sit there and go, we can hang on to this pick, draft a prospect that we like, and still get the left wing that we want to get and get people back in the stadium. I, I think that that's how they viewed it. So I want to get out to and I, I know like I'm kind of
0: looking all over the place because it's the first time that we've tried to go live from this program and I think we just figured I just figured it out. I just got us going on Twitter. we have been going on Facebook since I think like 10 minutes into the stream, but YouTube's been going the whole time so we can feel good about that. And There are so many comments and questions and concerns on YouTube, which I want to get to. We don't have a way to bring those comments up on the screen yet. I'm going to be a good boy, and I'm going to, like, take a moment here at some point. I'm going to figure out how to bring those up on the screen. I might be able to today, and if I can't, apologies. I might respond over in the YouTube channel, okay? Over on Facebook, David Walter asks, when does the aggressive retool start?
1: Fair question. Fair question. Oh, you're...
0: Is there is there more to it or is that it?
1: No, that's it. He just okay,
0: has, okay. I think it's I think it's a little bit tongue in cheek. When does the aggressive retool
1: start? Well, I mean, and and I think I know that that's going to happen, right? People are going to throw that out there, and they're going to be because nobody trusts Chuck at this point. They're all fed up. Every fan is tired of losing, tired of being mediocre, tired of a decade of. Of nothing. That's why nobody shows up at the arena anymore. Seats. There's four thousand, five thousand people at games. Whatever it was. That was that low point this year. Um, I, you know, I understand all of that, and I understand the sarcasm and and uh, you know and and the venom that comes out of that sarcasm. Um, but the reality is, and, and to be fair to any general manager, whether they're good or bad, um, no matter nice. what the situation is, unless you're making a trade at the draft. The draft is the draft, and, and that retool, quote unquote, starts in the next within the next week, leading into free agency. So I mean, that's really, I mean, the, the answer to that question is in this next week. But if it it may not happen. It may not happen. In which case, everybody's going to be pissed off anyway, right? But the point is, is that to answer the question, it does not have to start prior to the draft. Although, your the Chicago Blackhawks, Russ, are taking yeah. your tactic. They sure are, Ant. Can we talk about that for a second? They are. Go ahead. Okay, so the Chicago Blackhawks, and and this is going to be an interesting study because let's see how long this takes because they are blowing up their team. They traded DeBrincki at 24. They traded Kirby Dock today to Montreal, who was Mm -hmm. the third overall pick in the draft. Um, They're going to get rid of Patrick Kane. They're going to get rid of Jonathan Taves. They're going to decimate themselves down to nothing in the hopes of winning the lottery next year so that they can draft Berard. Okay. That's their goal. If they win the lottery, then they get the, they get the um, generational player. If they don't win the lottery, then they're SOL. Either way, either way, I'm not convinced that there's, that they're a team to even reckon with within five years. They're just not because they're blowing up Everything. And they don't yeah. have a good system in place. Okay. They don't have good young... – now, they picked up a bunch of draft picks today, right? They got, I think they picked up like four or five draft picks today. And that's all well and good, but it's not a great draft. It's not a great draft. I mean, you hear guys talking about, you know, I think it was um, Arizona. They made a trade, um, and their general manager comes on. Uh, they made a trade to move up to number 11 with San Jose, and they drafted Connor Geeky. And their general manager comes on and goes, Oh, yeah, you know, we think, uh, we think that, 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 that guy could be a good second line player. Talk mm-hmm. so about the 11th overall pick in the draft. And you're hoping that that guy that can guy. become a second line player. So, what are you, when you're in Chicago and you're getting all these extra picks late in the first, second, third round, what are those guys going to be? <laughs> Right, I mean, what do you think they're going to be? They're going to yeah. be. They might be NHLers, but the odds of you hitting, striking gold, and getting a top six forward or a top two defenseman or a number one goalie are far, you know, far reaching at that point. Sure. That's right. It's going to take a while. So, but they're doing it. The Blackhawks are doing the rush joy. The Blackhawks have the plan.
0: balls to do what needs to be done, and the Flyers do not. And this is the problem. Okay. So this right, is so pro- a rust So what? Hold hold on, okay, no, by,
1: we'll, no, we'll be good by 2030. Don't you start, shut don't it down you start, for the next 8 don't years. You start. Don't come we, out to can't. the stadium in Chicago for 8 years. Yep. See ya. Here's the problem. This is this
0: is the fundamental issue that people like you cannot wrap your head around, okay? You people the like old me. the old media with the capital J journalists. You. Okay. All you're right. the problem because I'm the problem. here's so here's the problem. I put out the tweet today about how this is a missed opportunity that Chuck Fletcher didn't go after to brink it. Who, by the way, yes, will he cost a lot of money? Yes. Is there potential uncertainty about his future? 100%. Was he going to sign an extension today? No, he was not. The best case scenario for, for Gauthier. Is it Gauthier? That's how it should be pronounced. Mm-hmm. I, know that, I know that they said it differently on the telecast. The best case scenario is that he becomes a potential 40-goal scorer like Dabrinkit, you think it's an aggressive retool. This team has made it very clear they're not going to tear it down to the studs like the Blackhawks are doing. If the Flyers were doing what the Blackhawks were doing, it would make total sense to not go after Dabrinkit. It would make total sense to not go after somebody who you think, you know what, the guy might fit the timeline, he might not. It makes no sense, and this is where I come back to, all these people who crapped on the idea of Dabrinkit but are fine with Goudreau are missing the point. Because Gaudreau is not a guy that comes in to a terrible rebuilding team. Gaudreau is not a guy who you should be spending nine plus million dollars a year on when you have as many holes as this team has. You can't when you make a signing like that. It is not as bad as the Kevin Hayes signing because he's a 3C masquerading as a 2C. We can all agree on this. But if you're going to go spend nine million, ten million dollars a year on Johnny Gaudreau, you are going to be a middling team. You have figured out a way to become the Allen Iverson Sixers. You will be no better than a 7th seed. You will be no worse probably than an 11th seed. But that is what you are as a team. You brought in Tortorella, who's not going to oversee this big rebuild. I know the people have said, well, he, he signed on with Columbus. Columbus was in a rebuild. Fine. There's, there's some truth to that. But this isn't going to be a long rebuild. They also don't look as though they're going to be pursuing a, a ton I'm not totally sure what this team is. So when I put that tweet out, you get a lot of different people saying, you need to tear it down. And then you have other people saying, well, this is going to be a retool. They need to get it all back together. They, they just need to you know make a couple of moves. You still need to shed JVR's salary in order to fit Gaudreau. You still need to shed even more salary to be able to uh, clear the cap, as we said last week, for what is going to probably happen with Ryan Ellis, moving to LTIR on the first day of the league calendar. You have a lot of salary to shed. I don't see how this team turns it around in the aggressive retool and also makes sense to sign Gaudreau with some bonkers number when he's 28 and he has practically zero chance of replicating a 114 point season with this team. There is cognitive dissonance in what this organization says they want to do, what they are actively doing, and what they supposedly are trying to make people believe is going to be the near and long term future of this team. It doesn't it doesn't work.
1: It doesn't. So what I don't understand, Russ, yeah. with you, mm-hmm. is what do you want? Do you want them to tear it down? Pick. Choose. You can't or have it all. Them go, they do are you want trying them to, to do You want them to trade all. for Alex to brink it. Because trying if you to trade for all. Alex to brink it, you're not tearing it down. If you're not trading for Alex to brink it, you're tearing it down. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm saying that
0: if you are dead set on not tearing it down, Debrink, it's your move. He's young. If you are able to, con- if you're able to get him signed, there's
1: guarantee that you have him behind beyond a year, or I, two years. I get it.
0: If the idea here, though, is that you're this great organization, everybody wants to play here. We go back to the thing that you cited that last time about the works. agents love Philadelphia. The that's agents think it that works. it's a great place for that's players not how to play. It works. Well, guess what, pal? That's, you sign. You, you acquire a player. You have a year. On the agent. You
1: have. You have a year to convince him to stay. Of course you do. Of course, yeah, yeah you Come convince him to stay. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe all the guy wants is to chase the dollars. Maybe, maybe that's all that matters to him. Possible, sure. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if a lot of teams kind of feel the same way, and that's why Chicago only got what they got, mm-hmm. that must mean that there's something there that the agent has basically let them know. Don't we're not signing. We're not signing an extension. Don't even bother. Don't if we tra- you good trade for us. Don't even ask. From we what I gathered, that, that is
0: that was the very clear message that came from DeBrincat's camp. Which, yes. is why, which is why Fletcher didn't want to include number
1: five. And, and that's why a lot of teams backed out. And that's, and that's why fine. Chicago didn't get what they deserved for a player of that caliber. And that's fine. Well, he pulled a, he pulled a Giroux. Uh,
0: so, okay. <laughs> See, I got you there. Um, Gaudreau, can we agree that if the idea here is to contend, it could be an okay move? But if it's going the way that it looks like it's going, that could be a big mistake.
1: It's not that it's a big mistake. Again, I, I don't want to make it sound like it's, you know, it's, it's a crushing blow that's going to hurt this team and set them back for a decade. I'm not saying that. What we what need I'm to be real is, about what
0: Johnny Gaudreau is, though, because people are making it sound like he's the second coming of Christ, and he's not. No, he's not. He's a winger.
1: That's the he's, problem. He, he's There's, an inconsistent he, winger coming off the you, best season of his career. When you build a team, you need to build a team with a goalie, de- good defense, and centers. The wings mm-hmm. are the last things you add. Right, the wings are your luxury items. They're your they're 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 your luxury pieces that you put on at the end. So yes. to me, starting with the winger, it just seems like is it going to make the team better? Y- yes, yes. A healthy Couturier and him, and let's say you go and get D'Angelo Tony D'Angelo, and you put him on a pair with, with uh, Provorov. And now all of a sudden, you got these other younger players who started to show you a little bit something last year. You know they're playing well now. You got a you got a nice little team, and they're going to buy into Tortorella, and it's, they're going to play hard. They're going to be a, a a good skating team. They're going to be tough to play against. They're not going to be a pushover. That's good. Teams, the, the fans will like it. It'll be a good team. Can they make them? Can they do something in the, in the playoffs? Who knows? I mean, in playoffs it comes down to you know defense and goaltending. So you never know. But the point is, is that if we're being if you're going to be realistic about it and say you know and rather than make a crazy prediction that oh once you get in there this is the team that's going to upset everybody and make that great run to the cup which does happen but you can't predict it yeah they would be a playoff team but without a guarantee of being anything beyond that yeah. and and if you have to build around a winger to get to that point it's going to take it's going to take a little bit longer than it could you could turn this around in 2 years if you focus on the other positions okay. with your money and, and rather than the, and add the wingers later. So I we agree that I, they,
0: they need to add a top pair defenseman, preferably right-handed, right? Because we, 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 we yes. talked about this in the past. We talked about this, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Ryan Ellis, likely, very likely. I I, not, I not, not, gonna, not, play, go ahead, play. say it. You
1: don't think don't he's going to play, play When? When?
0: Well, what does that mean he's some,
1: not going to play? I, I don't think he's, he's certainly not going to play the start of the season and I don't think he's going to play the se- this year. I think he's going to go on LTIR. I think he's got a degenerative hip condition that's just not going to get better and the Flyers are going to have to bury that money and bring someone else in to fill that void. You know, that's what's going to have to happen.
0: It feels like the only move to make is to try to find that top pair defenseman this offseason. Like that that should be in priority. You might actually have to. Then I'm not. This is not to make light of it. You also probably now have to look for a backup goalie. The thought here was that Sandstrom and Fedotov were going to compete against each other, and I think that this probably isn't the best time to talk about the Fedotov situation. Um, as you've kind of you know said on Twitter, you kind of have to tread lightly on this one because there's a lot of different information comes out. You don't know how much of it is true, how much of it isn't, how much is reputable, how much isn't. What we know is, it is highly unlikely that Ivan Fedotov is going to be here this season. Uh, we hope for the very best for him because it's I a mean, human it's, being. And there's
1: – go ahead. Uh, it's outrageous right now, not just with Fedotov. I mean, obviously we talked about um, – uh, we didn't talk about, but you know, I think I shared in our in our Slack chat about what went with the reports with uh, Kaprizov in, in Russia. And then there was a report that came out that said it's not true, but it's complicated. Yeah. And then um, – uh, there was a the thing about Varobia,
0: former former flyer. I was going to talk about because Varobia
1: is potentially
0: facing 12 years in prison for yeah. the same thing, right? For the, for the same for the, thing for the forged yeah. um, military ID,
1: right? And so then, you know, Bill Guerin was asked. I think it was, I don't know if it was on TSN or was on Sportsnet, but asked at the draft tonight to talk about Kaprizov, and he says, "I wish I could talk about it, but I can't." Like it's so rare. Ri- I mean, who knows what these guys? With these Russian players. And I feel horrible for them. Mm-hmm. I feel horrible for these guys. Who knows what's going to happen? Russo wrote a story, Mike Russo out of Minnesota. Um, he wrote a great story for The Athletic um, last week, really kind of looking at it and saying, what's the future for Russian hockey players? Yeah. It's a fair question. Who knows? Totally fair. You know, and you look at the draft tonight. Were Russian hockey players drafted tonight?
0: I don't know, Ant. Do you have the the big board in front of you? Like there were, there uh, were, I'm I'm pulling up. I don't, I think
1: there was none.
0: It wasn't as if like the top 10 players going into the draft were Russian. So like, let's, let's kind of set a fair expectation. You didn't have an Alex Ovechkin at the top of the draft that like fell to 16 or something. So it wasn't quite like that. Fair, fair question. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the draft pans out, by the way. And I know this is, this is a very complicated thing that we're doing right now, right? Like we're, we, we are recording where we normally record our podcast. So this is going to hit the podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Snow the Goalie. Follow, subscribe. Find us on Twitter at Snow the Goalie, Facebook.com slash Snow the Goalie. We're live streaming right now over on my Twitter account. I tried to get the Snow the Goalie account going. That didn't work. Um, we are definitely live streaming on Facebook on the Snow the Goalie page. And the most people right now are checking in over on the YouTube channel, uh, the uh, Crossing Broad YouTube channel, where we're actually dropping some polls. So I want to I go over one of those polls from while we were uh, recording here live. And I need to get to some of these comments because there are a ton of them, Ant. Uh You can actually pull it up if you want to pull it up on your phone, the YouTube. Just make sure you mute it. Um, the first poll that was put up was, should the Flyers have traded for Debrinkit? Uh, 78% of people said no. 21% said yes. And I know that that adds up to 99. I don't know why. Maybe we have like a couple of votes that are outstanding from like Florida or something. We got a hanging Chad. Hanging Chad. There we go. Yes. See that? That's synergy right there. And then we have another one that's going right now. It's a live poll. And the question is very simple. Should the Flyers sign Gaudreau? 64% say yes. 36% say no. Uh, and, I, and that's
1: that's a, that's the hometown bias, Russ. It was what it is. I, I agree. Mean, let's be honest. I mean, I agree. You know, it's it's probably more. I would bet you it's more like fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. If you take the hometown bias people out of the out of the equation, it's probably more like fifty-fifty. And and I understand that. Yeah. I, I you know, I I kind of get that. Like I said, it's it it wouldn't be the worst thing. It wouldn't be like oh my god, what the hell are they doing? Why are they signing this guy? That's not it. But at the same time, it's like. Eh. Did we really go for priority number one or did we go for priority number three or four? Yeah. Like that's you know, that's kind of like that that to me, that's how how that reads. So yeah, there, I, and I get it. I, there, I think it's it, it's probably it's that's probably a more fair assessment, saying it's more like a 50-50.
0: There was that thought process that uh, it might not be the same, right? But Farabee's out until Thanksgiving, maybe? If, if they're it lucky could be sooner,
1: maybe it could be sooner, but I, it's just, I, you don't
0: I, want to rush him back from that injury. Gaudreau yeah. as a scoring wing kind of replaces and maybe exceeds the production you to hope for, for Farabee. Like you could say, all right, that, that might help. That also maybe allows you to do some stuff with your lineup. And and maybe you don't rely as much on like cam Atkinson. Like there, there, there could be some thought there, but to me, it's like the number one priority has to be a top pair defenseman to replace Ryan Ellis. Like if, if what you've been saying is correct and he's going to go on LTIR the first day of the calendar and he doesn't play this year or, he, or you know, maybe he comes back for the playoffs. Tortorella gets the team to the playoffs and that, you know, maybe that, that ends up happening, right? Um, top pair defenseman has to be your number one priority. And I, I will admit to you that while I, I was angry about the DeBrinket thing, There was also a small part of me that said, like, if there was a true number one defenseman that a team wanted to part with, and that's somewhat inconceivable, especially a right-handed defenseman, that that would have been a good place to send that number five pick. Now that you've made the selection, and now that that part of the draft is over, you're now looking at future assets. Is a team going to want your 2024 pick that you got from Florida for a top defenseman? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it's part of a package. It does seem like now that the first round is pretty much wrapped up and, and your selection has been made, that some of the valuable capital that you had for this year's draft makes it less likely that you're going to see a big, splashy move. It doesn't mean the the offseason's over. I don't want to like make people think this is all doom and gloom. It's just, I, I, I will say, I think a lot of people were expecting big things for the aggressive retool tonight, and it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that it won't happen. It doesn't mean they can't do something. I think it's fair to say that people are are kind of disappointed and actually I'm gonna end the Gaudreau poll and then I, I want to I'm gonna pop up a poll there now as well um, it's gonna be like how are you feeling after uh, tonight about the Flyers and and like I, I want to know if people are feeling better if they're feeling worse or if they're feeling the same mute that thing Anthony
1: I did I just did
0: so that, that's what I want to know from people who are checking in over on YouTube. By the way, Ant, you know, you can, you can watch it. I know, I know that this is usually a thing. People tweet this when we're doing the Press Row Show. But you can watch this. If you have a smart TV, you can watch us on YouTube over on the Crossing Broad channel. You can put your beautiful glowing face on an 85-inch TV. Wasn't it BJ Beretta who sent us that one time? There were a few people who were like, 85-inch TV, and it's our big old glowing mugs. Um, the early polling here, and I want you to take a guess how people are feeling overall on YouTube, better, worse, or the same. Your thoughts. Uh,
1: about the pick?
0: No, 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 about, about the team right now after tonight. How are they feeling about the Flyers? Better, worse, or the same? What's winning? Don't look at the poll.
1: Well, I mean, if I had to guess what's winning, I'm going to say worse, but I think the fair answer is the same. I mean, you can't say one way or the other because all you did was draft a eight, an 18 year old and, Anthony I'm gonna know, tell you, you. Know for a couple years
0: I'm gonna tell you 56% say the same 30% say better I want people in the comments to explain better uh let me get to some of these comments and because they're like I I've said a few times now there have been a lot of comments um <clears throat> Jerry Martin wants to see the Flyers trade back into the first round uh, Joey Diener says, "Is Gauthier definitely going to play at Boston College this coming year as their shot? He can play for the Flyers. He's committed to Boston College. I see no way that they're going to bring." This he home.
1: said, "He said he was interviewed by the uh, the reporters that are actually in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was, and he said his plan is to play one year at Boston College and in intern pro. There you go. So that would mean by next spring, as soon as Boston College is eliminated." he could sign his ELC with the Flyers and be playing with the Phantoms as soon as, you know, March of next year. Can, and you know what? Here's, here's one good thing, and I want you to tell me if it's good or bad,
0: okay? I saw Gauthier come up, and they mentioned on the telecast that he's a big boy and that his frame, he is more pro-ready than the guys taken ahead of him. And you could, you could see physically, despite being 18, he looks like a big yeah. guy. Like, he's got a big frame. Yeah.
1: I think um, two, 200 pounds. I mean that's yeah, it was start. like
0: one ninety eight or whatever. But like yeah, six yeah. two two hundred at eighteen. You think about it. all right, if he fills out the frame, this is this could potentially be a good player. Good shot. Um maybe not the kind of crazy upside that Cooley had. A lot of people going into the draft I think had hoped that, that Cooley was so gonna let me, fall. So yeah, like, yeah.
1: go go there. Well let me tell you, let, me, let me tell you what I talked to. I talked to a scout um who got to watch him play a lot. Did this scout um, want
0: Patrick, McCarr, Pedersen, or Heiskanen? We need to know if a, we can trust not a Flyers, this. This
1: okay. was not a Flyers scout. Okay. Let's be this is a okay. scout outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and so I talked to him about uh, about the Flyers selection. And he gave me a, a pretty positive review. And the thing that he said that was most interesting, he said, you know, on the national development team, he was a winger. He said, I'll tell you what. If he got to play center for them, and played center at World Junior, and maybe even had an opportunity for teams to see him play center in the NCAA, he would have been picked before number five. There's a real belief that his skill set will translate even more as a center, as a big power forward center. Um... Puck possession kind of guy, um, you know, kind of taking you back. Not to say that he's the ch- kind of generational talent that Lindros was, but you know what I mean by that, right? I mean, just mm-hmm. that kind of that kind of body, that kind of puck control. Um, and NBA reiterate able to score really some. quickly for the people who just joined the live stream. Which player are you talking about? We're talking about the Flyers' draft pick, Cutter Gauthier. Yeah, all right. I'd say um, you, if you're looking for a more modern comparison, like think of a guy that's a little bit bigger. Um, and plays a little bit bigger, like um, like Dubois okay. um, or, or Shifley. Okay. I mean, those are the types of guys that he kind of fits that mold. I know Craig Button from TSN compared him to Max Pacioretty. I think he's a little bit more than that. Okay. Um, he could be a little bit more than that, just again, from other reviews and from talking to a direct scout who got to watch him play a lot. Um, I think he could be a little bit better than, than a Pax type player, but even if that's what he is, even if he turns out to be Pax you're you're not disappointed with that pick. You're just not. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think, you know, in that regard, maybe the flyers did, you know, got themselves. And the one thing about you got to give, you know, Chuck and and Brent credit when they draft, usually it's later. It's usually not in the (laughs) first round. But usually later in the draft, they find a guy that yeah you know, maybe kind of flew under the radar a little bit, and they find a reason to like the guy, and then he turns out to be you know something bigger, something better. Obviously, their big success story was um, Kaprizov in, in, in Minnesota, a fifth-round pick, and he's turned into one of the best players in the game. But even if you look, you know, you look at some of the picks that they've made here for the Flyers and like guys that kind of came out you know came in a little under the radar who are now being projected again these are still, pro, are still projections mm-hmm. but are being projected as legit NHL type players like Zade Wisdom like Elliot Desnoyers um, so we're talking about guys that they're that they're selecting later in the draft that that now scouts feel like the Flyers are going to end up hitting on mm-hmm. um, maybe this is a situation where they found a first round talent who was still being undervalued by most people and that there was, there something to his game that would translate in a different way in a different place that could make him even higher of a pick than where he was. So that's, that's an interesting, to me, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Maybe they did get a guy that will ultimately one day be a top line center, obviously not right away, but if you're thinking Couturier starts to, you know, starts to fall off within the next couple of seasons and then this kid comes in maybe that's the transition maybe the transition is it starts you know his first couple seasons behind Sean and then they then they eventually change roles so that's kind of I think what the Flyers are hoping for
0: okay uh just to give you an idea here uh the last poll how are you feeling about the Flyers after tonight the same one 57% better 27% worse 15% we got a new poll new poll big polling people we are we're a quinip what is it Quinnipiac. Qu- Qu- Quinnipiac, yep. It's Quinnipiac? Like Quebec? Quinnipiac. Oui? Les Français? Ouais. Tu parles les Français? Ouais, Québécois? OK. Québécois! All right. Anyway, um, we pull one up. How do you feel about the Flyers' first-round pick? We're talking about Gautier. We're talking about the fact that, you know, Anthony says it's going to be Lindros. Uh, <laughs> uh, people, 58% say good. 21% say great. 24% say meh. 0% Anthony feel bad about the pick. Okay, so let's go back to some of the comments, questions, and concerns over on the YouTube. The YouTube. We had some people say, uh, Johnny, uh, Ethan Hubbard checks in and says, Johnny is a product of a system and won't work on a team not built that way. So he's clearly not a giant believer in, uh, in uh, Goudreau. Uh, there's somebody here, Ogie. Ogie is Corn Pop on Twitter, who became the first person I've ever blocked on Twitter. The first one, Ant. Never had to block a human being on Twitter before, but the act got old. The act about uh, well, the the attending I, games I, got old.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, no, Go no, ahead. I'm not gonna talk about Ogie. I, I wanted to talk about Gaudreau. Gaudreau as a system okay. player. What makes playing for Daryl Sutter makes him a system player. Like Daryl Sutter is a is defense first man. Like very mm-hmm. even more so than Torts. He's very, very defense-oriented. Like I, like, I don't know, maybe he was a system player before that when Calgary was a little bit more wide open, but he certainly was not a system player this past year when he had his career year, again, with two other really good players on his line, you know, understood. But that system is certainly not a system that favors an offensive player, and yet he still had a 115-point season playing for Daryl Sutter. So let's let's just, just want to point that out. That's not a system that you would think would benefit a player like Johnny Gaudreau.
0: Uh, Dominic Service says the Flyers can go 10% above the cap during the summer, but salary has to go away somehow. Please trade JVR for a box of Klondike bars. Anthony, that now leads me to ask you, since it is the summertime after all, what are your top three ice cream bars? And people over on the YouTube channel, by all means, drop your top three ice cream bars in ice cream the chat, bars, ice cream. It can be like ice cream bars or pops, whatever frozen things that are like either you know chocolate and vanilla based, or are like a creamsicle, or they can't just tell I can't say what my
1: favorite ice cream
0: is. Give me your top three. You, you know you're like, top three.
1: Like flavors? I mean, what, what do we got? Oh, geez, ice cream Anthony. bars? Like, like,
0: like Klondike. I don't, I don't go right. out and this buy person... ice cream bars. Anthony, if you could choose three ice cream bars. This isn't hard. Okay, you and I like I to eat. I don't buy ice cream we bars. We like to eat. You don't have three ice cream bars you like. You don't have three.
1: Bars! I don't buy ice cream bars. I will buy ice cream. Okay, what kind of ice cream? ice cream. Ice cream. Jeez, Louise. Out
0: of and the, if the, if the, the, the thing, ice cream like... truck pulls up to your house i don't want to imagine that you come out in like a velvet um hugh hefner (laughs) robe and say get off my lawn (laughs) like get off my street but if the ice cream truck pulls up what are the three things you get out of the ice cream truck
1: well first of all if you're going to the ice cream truck which i haven't done in forever you got to get soft serve
0: you got to get soft serve i want the people in the chat to excoriate you for your like you're dodging why are you dodging this question three ice cream bars go
1: there's no thing, like there's no bars. Okay. Russ, when You're I go fine. buy ice cream, All right, I'll I'm, take, gonna, no, go I'm going to the cream. chat.
0: I'm gonna give you ideas from the chat because I'm upset with you right now. Okay? Because this is this is bad. This is worse than a politician trying to deflect. It's like, what are you are you pro-choice or pro life? And the person says Well, you know what, I think that uh, opinions are something that makes America great. And that's why I have this plan. To improve the education system in the United States. That's what you're doing right now, and I'm not going to have it. It's ice cream we're talking about. The real hot button issues. Or cold button issues. We don't want everything to melt. Uh, We have uh, T from the TO3 says Klondike Oreo, Snickers ice cream bar, uh, and Rita's ice. Uh, Ethan says Dilly Bar's Drumsticks Toffee Crunch. Sean C... Uh, that has nothing to do with ice cream. Allison L. says, anything mint chocolate chip, and also throws in ice cream sandwich. Lawrence Fine says, gelati, Nestle crunch bar, strawberry shortcake bar. Um, let's see. Was there anything else? Uh, Choco would, taco, Oreo buy, ice cream I would never sandwich, buy any of these. Snicker ice cream bar. Are you kidding me? Uh, a Chipwitch
1: chip I would buy. Okay. Uh, but that's I not a bar. Chipwitch. No, Chipwitch counts. That's not a bar. Chipwich counts. That counts. That's why It's okay. an ice
0: cream thing. Chipwitch.
1: All right, pound okay, it. so that would be the, that in. would literally be bring the only thing of all the things that you just mentioned. That yeah. would be the only thing that I would actually buy. Ice cream twist. Otherwise, Have you tried it? otherwise, otherwise, I'm going to the store and I'm buying you know a little pint of Ben and Jerry's or whatever, and bring it home and just you know pulling out a couple scoops and eating the ice cream. Like I'm not buying okay. a bar. Okay. We're getting back to I, hockey.
0: That, okay, we're getting back to hockey. <laughs> Somebody in the chat said stick to hockey. That's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> really quick though. I don't know if you saw this. I saw it and it yeah. blew my mind. and I got so excited. I'm going to try it. You get like the little pint of Ben and Jerry's and you slice the pint with the outside still on. And then you get like the giant chocolate chip cookies and you take a, a portion of the container, right? That you cut with ice cream in it. You plop it on one cookie. Then you plop the other cookie on top and you peel it away and it makes like a much better chip, which, and I'm all in on it. All in the chip, Witch right, is we, the greatest. I, I ice need, cream I prevention. need a,
1: I need a visual, um, A visual tutorial please don't make me do this
0: I'll try to find it anyway let's get back to hockey for a second here because we are after all the only Flyers podcast Um, we let let me let me go to what you think is going to happen this weekend will we see a move from Chuck Fletcher will we see something that makes us
1: kind of feel that aggressive retool or or no well there's things are gonna start happening I mean I think they're gonna move JVR's contract uh, at least, at least most of it. Um, I, I think you're going to see them. Well, I think Goudreau... I mean, if you ask me today, will Goudreau, Goudreau happen? I say yes. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be um, trade for his rights and then sign the deal, or if it's just going to be wait till free agency starts next Thursday, and then make the make your best offer and, and hope he takes it. Um, I, I, think, I think that's going to be a thing. Okay. Uh, they do need to go after a defenseman. They do need uh, probably another, you know, another depth forward. They're going to need a backup goalie. They're going to need a, another depth defenseman. There's, there's pieces that are going to have to be brought in here. I, I don't know how many of them are going to be coming via hockey trade okay. or how many of them are going to come from free agency. But the Flyers are also going to have to get creative with moving money around. Um, you're allowed to be 10% past the cap um, in the summer. But but by the first day of the league year, you have to be cap compliant. And that includes injured players. Mm-hmm. You can then move those injured players onto LTIR, excuse me, if need be. Um, but you have to, you know, and then bring you, know, you bring in bring other money back in. And we talked about this. One of their one of their key pieces, as far as finances are concerned, not necessarily on the roster anymore, but as far as finances are concerned, is Oscar Lindblom, because if you waive Oscar Lindblom, no one's going to sign him for that three million dollar contract. So you could actually send that down. And create the space that you need on the roster, and then put Ellis on LTIR. And you could do whatever with, with Oscar at that point. You can either bring him back, you could try and trade him, you can, you know, you know, let it, let somebody else sign whatever, whatever you want to do. But I think it, it gives you the creative, you know, flexibility needed um, to be more than ten percent over the cap. So, I mean, that's what the, those are the things that are going to happen. But I also don't think it's going to be a ton. I don't think it's going to be as busy as last summer. I don't. I think it's, I think you're going to see four to five new players, max. Okay. And, and, you know, I think Goudreau is is the biggest name. They will need a defenseman it has got somewhat of a name, I think. Hey, do you see oh, this, by the way?
0: I, my computer might blow oh up, God. so I'm going to try to show you this really quick. So this is, and it's gonna lag somebody. for all the people who are watching on YouTube. Here's how you I, make I, the chipwich. I'm
1: trying to talk hockey,
0: and this is what we're. This is what well. We're look, I, I got it, and my computer feels like it's gonna blow up. So I, I need to make sure that I, I show this to you. So you, you slice this the is, container. This, this is good pod for the people who is, are listening in the podcast feed.
1: This is. Oh no! This is there ridiculous. There we go.
0: You see that? <gasps> and look at that. You peel it away. It's brilliant. I love it. I'm here for it. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Go back to. Go back to your hockey. <sighs>
1: I'm I'm totally, I'm, exasper- I'm I'm completely exasperated at this point. I did have somebody who we know well. I'm not going to say who, but someone did text uh, a recommendation while we're on the ice cream thing there for a minute. Um, the uh, uh, Nestle Crunch Bar. So there was a there was a uh, and that was that was from someone who um, you know we know from from hockey. Let's put it that way. Not a media member. Someone we know from hockey. Texted with uh, Nestle Crunch bar. So so you even, you, you even had somebody on, on that we know from hockey who was agreeing with you on this. Oh, look, Russ, you're adding yourself in. Look at this. Now, the unfortunate
0: thing here is that uh, I don't have my mic. But now you have double me. And Can't we, really can we, is, can we hide one that, of you? That's a hashtag. That's a blessing.
1: Can we hide one of you? Uh, isn't there a way to like get rid of like the one video feed?
0: Yeah, I can. Hold on a second, let me do that. I'm I mean, saying. even
1: you know, even get rid of the good video feed, but keep the.
0: There we go. Um, can the... you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you fine. Okay. Do you hear yourself? Like, do we yeah, have? Yeah, everything's, everything's, everything's good on my end.
0: Okay. People in, on YouTube, you can let us know. I'll move this over here. Better video. Technology at its oh, cool. finest. Uh, what happens is if, if the computer overloads, what uh, it, it gets very ugly for me, and it, it's not good. Uh, it like disconnects the microphone for a second, and that's bad, bad, very bad. So here we, we found a workaround. We can feel good about it.
1: It's going to make editing the show horrific. Russ, you know, you know, you know what my favorite thing is Russ, and we do this. We've okay. how many years have we done this now? And uh, every time <laughs> you come up with a great idea, uh-huh. and then we go and do it, mm-hmm. but you don't test it until thirty seconds before we're about to do it.
0: It's not about testing it
1: though. It's, <laughs> it's about the fact that I,
0: I worked really hard to show you that video of the chip witch because that was important. And it, 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 it disconnected the mic just for a second. And apparently once you get disconnected in, in the app that we're using, you're donezo. So So it, it's fine, we'll make it work. Um, yeah. I do feel like we had kind of come to an end here. Now there, there are a ton of questions and comments and concerns in the YouTube chat. And I, as much as I'd like to get to all of them, um, I don't think we can. And I feel like it's already late. We're we're at 1045 as we're recording this.
1: Yeah, I was going to stop you within 15 minutes just so yeah, you know.
0: The people who are listening on the podcast feed, I hope this isn't like the worst experience of your life. It's, it's different from what we normally do. But I think that it was good. And we had a lot of people watching the show. Uh, so that's good. We feel good about that. And then... We've seen nice upticks in the uh, the video when the full episode gets posted, but hopefully people enjoyed a little bit of a, of a live chat here. We finally got to, you know, re, uh, I don't know, like react to this live. We kind of had like a little bit of the Press Row Show feel, a little bit, taking some questions, taking some concerns, some comments. We're going to figure this out. I think this is actually good. I feel like this could be a good thing for us um, for the summer at different points. I do have to tell people, and you're going to be really sad to hear this. We won't be doing a show next week. Uh, if there's
1: an emergency. why? Wait, wait, that, wait, 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 wait. Time, time out. You know why. Don't time stay- out. And I know why we're not doing a show next week because of vacations. But my point is, is that next week is the start a free agency. I anticipate that something is going to happen. It might. So there has to be a way for us to do, even though you're not going to be here, you know, and Bundy's not going to be here. Maybe there's a way that I could do something and get it out there.
0: Okay, listen. I'll take my laptop with me. That's what if you have to do. If the
1: buyers do something big,
0: we'll do an episode. Yeah. My no, wife no, is not. No, no we
1: people have people, we have people we have people who love my supportive.
0: wife. She's fantastic. She complains about nothing. I love me. But if, but if I leave like if I leave where I'm at to run back to the house to record a podcast, we this
1: might not be great. You don't need to record it. You just need to upload it. I,
0: oh you're like she'll... gonna do a solo show it's gonna be Anthony San that at his maybe. desk he he talks about what's happening in free agents. Maybe, br- maybe I bring in a guest oh, cool. gonna replace okay i I see I, I
1: think I know who it's gonna be too no you don't know who it would be okay. I would go outside the box with this one would you yeah I'm not so sure yeah I'm not so sure. Um, by the way, Lawrence
0: Fine asks a really good question on YouTube. Wouldn't you yeah. get bits of paper in your ice cream if you do the chip chipwich? Um, I don't think. I think you like. I think you just remove everything. Anyway, and is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up this week? Uh, it, like, it looks like
1: uh, people are, are suggesting. Like Ethan wants to jump. Ethan wants to jump in for you. Ethan Hubbard looks like he wants to uh, take your take your spot. He says, "Put put him in. Put him, Maybe put, put him in Russ's spot. Maybe. Yeah." Maybe we can have him do it. You could. Uh, so. But no, no we'll, we'll we'll do something. We have to do something. Can't we just let to. can't just let it go by, right? Okay. You make a compelling
0: case, Your Honor,
1: or counsel. Thanks. Thanks. All right.
0: Um, so anyway, thanks for tuning in to the show. Uh, again, you can find us on Twitter at Snow the goalie. You can find Anthony at Aunt San Philly. You can find me at Joy on You can find the show at Snow the goalie. slash. Uh, snow the goalie you can watch the show over on
1: youtube.com slash hey, russ hmm. should we do our five-star reviews I, I i suppose we could i mean we have a few
0: right i believe we do we do and we read a five-star review on the show it's been a while
1: yeah no i think we have like i think we have like three or four um including one that was kind of cracking up at i think i believe cracking up at our uh uh, our ending last week when you when your mic cut out
0: like happened this week, but I got crafty I got it crafty. Is. I got the phone out all right fine we can we can read and react to uh, a couple here yeah, I've yeah. Got, I, I have them pulled up where it aggregates them from all parts of the globe all right Great. um let's see I recognize I don't recognize that name. do I recognize this one um we heard from Goku's Hemaema. Here's one. John Acts 88. Did we do this one? Yeah, no we haven't. Great. Now we can hear about the coach. Great. You got the conspiracy business out of the way. We can now hear about Torts approach and what players stay and go, please. He wasn't happy that we talked about the agency.
1: Yeah, which we which we only followed up with oh by the way an interview with Torts. So I hope that helped. Yeah. Um
0: <clears throat> this one is I'm not mad, just disappointed. Five stars from uh Toad Todoro? To- to- De- to- De- Um, You left us hanging. This is the only Flyers podcast that exists. You think you would produce episodes weekly. Question for Anthony. A while back, I heard you on Glenn Macnow's show where you were a guest. Uh, Flyers were getting ready to play the Pens in the playoffs. The way you were talking sounded like you were a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Obviously, you're not listening to this podcast. (laughs) But did Glenn tell you off air to push it as you were a Pens fan so he'd get more collars? I distinctly remember listening on my uh, room radio, six ten a.m. Maybe you used to cover Pittsburgh. I don't know. Keep up the great work, guys.
1: Well, that's going way back. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, if, you're, if you're going back to six ten days, I mean that's going way back. And Flyers Penguins playoff series um, that I would have covered. You're, you know, and I'm not with the Flyers at that time. Had to be the only thing it could have been was. 11, 2011. Does yeah. that sound right? No, they didn't play him in 2011. Uh, or did anyway, they? Continue. Anyway, so whoever. Peng- no, 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 it goes back even further than that. No, I know when it was. It was 09. Okay. It was 09. Um, and and you a Penguins fan or not? Just ask no, me. not a Penguins fan. Never was, never would be. That's all we need. I don't, I don't um, like to By the, the way, how Pittsburgh. about
0: signing Letang to a six year deal? 6.1 million AAV? Brutal. Uh, yeah. Ellis out, it in. So this is from Ari Logan, who has left a review before, but we'll read it. Interesting towards interview. Spicy Ellis Debrinket gaudreau takes. We'll see what happens. Always look forward to each week's podcast. Uh, and then the last one, great pod by Tenacious G or Tenacious G. Great pod. Love the show. Why is it called Snow the Goalie? Is there any connection to Garth Snow? Just curious. Keep up the great work.
1: Um. So I get that question a lot. What is it that does, does it have any connection to Garth Snow, uh, who was Snow the goalie, Garth Snow the goalie? Um, and, and the answer to that is no. And I think uh, – and I've said this on the pod before, but I'll say it once again. When we were trying to put the uh, – come up with a name, Russ and I were talking a few years back. Um, we looked at the uh, – you know, try to say, well, how can we tie this into Crossing Broad? And Crossing Broad at the time – uh, well, still, I think it's still on the. It's still on the thing. It's the most irreverent sports blog. It still says that, right? I mean, that that right. never changed. So um, it was always called the most irreverent sports blog, or in Philadelphia or whatever the case might be. And so we said, well, what's irreverent in hockey? What's something that goes on in hockey that's irreverent? Well, snowing the goalie is considered irreverent. You're not supposed to snow the. Always, they always tell you don't snow the goalie. Well, if we're going to be irreverent, we're going to snow the goalie. So that's how the name came to be um, for the show, and I think Russ loved it. I mean, I, I remember saying it, just kind of like throwing it out there, and I remember you going, yes!
0: I thought it was fine. I liked it. I liked it. I liked that it wasn't uh, the stereotypical, like, bullies, or like Broad Street, or um, Orange and Black, and I don't know. I mean, yeah. there are other shows that have those names. I'm not saying that they have bad show names. I just like, I like that we had some of them as, like a little bit more general hockey. It was good. Yeah, so All right. that's, that's where it came from. <clears throat> Somebody over on the YouTube channel is also happy to get a little bit of clarification on that. All right, Ant. I think it's time. I think it's time that we wrap up. I think we had a fun time here. I think that we can do this again live at some point. We'll do it live, Bill O'Reilly style. Um, Bill but for now. Style. But for now. And on that bombshell, it's time to end. Thank you so very ah. much for watching and listening. Good night. There we go. You're such a card. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you uh maybe next week. Who knows? Snow the goal, the only flyers podcast.